little. Should I give a little background about myself? Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, I have a really real deal guest today. My friend Russ Jacafe is here, and I was telling you uh, earlier in the program, in the opening actually, that we we were going to have Russ and how I was just so impressed with a Bible. Russ, Russ and I, we attend the same Bible study at uh, Fairmount Christian Church. The church is so huge, it's like four or 5,000 folks, and so you can't get to know that many people. So after church service, they have four services every Sunday. Folks break off into smaller groups where you have maybe 100, 150 folks, and so things are a little more manageable. And we have we've just been blessed with some really, really fantastic uh, Bible study teachers and and one day uh, Russ filled in and uh well let, let, let me just introduce Russ <laughs> and uh I just found it fascinating because you know I've been saying for years that this phony argument that the Democrats the 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 uh, Muslim fundamentalists the coalition of evil the socialist the communists in which this part is led by the atheists okay uh, they make the excuse that you should not be a Christian because to be a Christian is to be anti-science, okay? And um, anyway, Russ is, uh, you're actually a scientist, right, Russ? I would like to think that I am a scientist. Thank you so much for that. Um, I do have a, I consider myself to have a very analytical mind at times. Uh, spent yes. most of my career as a research scientist up uh in uh, Rochester, New York, before I moved down here to Virginia. Yes. And uh, now I'm currently a chemistry teacher in a local high school. Okay. Which, which high school? Henrico High School. Oh, go, they, go Warriors. They are some blessed children, I'm telling you, because just, I mean, this, this, this Bible study that you did, you went into the Bible and showed uh, chapter and verse uh, things that have been known because holy men wrote it and so it's been known but so-called scientists who uh call themselves uh smarter than god because they're atheists they're just discovering these some of these things that is absolutely correct um so what i did was i be you know honest up front borrowed so much of my stuff from uh folks that have uh, done a lot more research into this than I have. I've done a fair amount, but mm -hmm. um, I have to uh, give credit to uh, associations like the Institute for Creation Research, uh, Answers in Genesis, Ken Ham's organization, and uh, a Bible teacher uh, from khouse.org, Dr. Chuck Missler. So lots of folks. Uh, there are a lot of very intelligent people that mm -hmm. believe the Bible is the inspired word of God and that believe that you can trust it for your salvation, for day-to-day -day living, for just about anything. And there are very smart people that do not believe that also. Mm -hmm. um, my, my journey got me here. Um, I considered myself a very religious person most of my life. and uh, But in the church I went to, through most of my childhood, the, the Bible was kind of put on a pedestal as something to be revered as very holy, but it was too holy for to, to be understood by the average person. So uh -huh. you needed to have a, a much smarter 
a priest tell you what it was really oh, talking okay. about. Look, they're kind of replaying what Martin Luther took care of exactly, yeah, exactly. 500 years ago. You are exactly right there, <laughs> Brother Craig. Exactly right. Yeah, um, now I'm looking at here the, the, the workup you did, all the brilliant men that we study in high school and college, and these are all men of faith. They, yes, they are. Um, I don't know if we need to go go through them, but you know some of my some of my favorites, uh, Michael Faraday. Mm-hmm. Um, we also we we can uh, thank Isaac Newton for the science of light calculus, but uh, supposedly Isaac Newton did more writing theologically than he did scientifically. So, oh wow! So, see, they don't tell us this in school. No, they you just don't. tell us that these people are smarter than God, and and just shut up and leave your Bible at home. Absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Pasteur, I mean, Morse, Kelvin, I mean, and, and folks, these names, uh, Russ, I mean, Morse code, the Kelvin scale, Correct. A, a Faraday box, uh, um, I mean, pasteurization. I mean, the, there are things named after these men. Absolutely true. <laughs> and they were, and they believed the Bible was inspired by God and it was uh, profitable to be believed and to follow. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things I remember that struck me the most was that in, uh, well, all of it struck me, but I just remember in 1920, the so-called smart people, the, these atheists, uh, they were just discovering something that the Bible detailed exactly how it works. So I think what you're talking about is the theory of relativity um, coming up, in, or are you talking about something else? Well, that's one of the things relative. I was, I was actually thinking of the springs and um, jet uh, yes. streams under the ocean that in 1920, they had the capacity to go down and actually see for themselves. But the word of God said this thousands of years ago. Yeah. Uh, yes. So one of the. Yes, absolutely true. Uh, so you do have in Job. Uh, 3816, have you entered the springs of the sea or have you walked in search of its depths? And and again, uh, one of the things, just, uh, several things discovered, one in the 1920s, uh, well, actually 1970s, about that there are actually underwater springs. Mm-hmm. Not till we had some uh, deep submersible equipment that mm-hmm. scientists could use to actually go down five, six miles mm-hmm. and see that there are actually springs there. But yet in Job written, uh, you know, probably about... Uh, 3000 BC or 20, 2500 BC, we mm-hmm. have um, we have that just sitting there. Wow. The, the Lord telling us it was there yeah. all, all along. So, folks, you got to get into your Bibles, okay? Don't be like the hatchet man. I, I, you know, was into my Bible as a young man, put it aside, and just in recent years have been picking it up and really getting into it. And uh, But there is so much... In it, and I stand corrected, Russ. I said uh, the 1920s, and you said it was the 1970s when the scientists figured this out. And, correct. And Job is written 2500 uh, BC. Cor- correct. Right around there. Yes. Right. Wow. So that's 5500 years ago. 25. Uh, 4,500 years ago. Something like that. Yes. Wow. Wow. Now the Precambrian explosion. Okay. Uh, that goes to the main sticking point that the atheists have. Yes. So uh, if you want to talk about evolution, um, what if what you would see if you saw a evolutionary tree is a single trunk where we have some beginning organism that evolved and branched off into all the uh, major organisms, the thousands and thousands of organisms we have now, uh, and 
what scientists have discovered is that there is no single branch, that what they have to call the Precambrian explosion is that most forms of life just all started. So you don't have one tree that branched off into everything. You have many, many, many trees all, mm-hmm. uh, all starting at the same time, and they call that the Precambrian explosion because in, in that layer they call Precambrian, there are just thousands of different fossils. It wasn't all one organism that slowly evolved over billions and billions of years into all the organisms. As though they were created. And the lie they tell us in school, and they're telling your children this right now, uh, listeners, that it was a little uh, single-cell organism and it was a a primordial soup like a swamp. And um, like if you leave something in the refrigerator too long, think of that. And and, uh, and then... They, it got bigger and bigger, and then one day it crawled up out of the ocean and uh, up on the land, and then it just kept evolving and evolving. I mean, th- this is fascinating stuff, Russ. It is It is fascinating stuff. And I also, I, I did want to give a caution to all my Christian brothers and sisters about, uh, you know, using these arguments in debates. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of fun to win a debate. We don't want to win a debate. It, and be, science is supporting more and more what the Bible has been saying all along. So what I like to say is, Bible's not a book of science, but mm-hmm. when it touches on areas of science, it is absolutely correct. Oh, okay. um, and it is always ahead of its time. What, mm-hmm. what the prevailing wisdom was at a particular point in time, the Bible just sitting there, verses sitting there quietly, just not because it's a book of science, but because when, it's, when it speaks, it speaks truth. Things, I think there are just so many scriptures in there. And the time mm-hmm. we have on this radio program, we could do this all day if we had the time. We just, <laughs> and we just don't have the time for it. But uh, um, I, I always go back to, uh, I think it was 2014. Uh, a, a lot of you folks remember uh, the Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate. Mm-hmm. And I, I know at that time, uh, I was relatively new in, in the Richmond area, and I uh, didn't have a lot of friends yet. I was, you know, just reestablishing a life here, moving from Rochester, New York. I listened to the debate, and the friends and the friends I did make, and some of my friends back up in Rochester were rather disappointed in that debate. They didn't think they didn't think uh, Brother Ken did a, did that great a job, and I and I thought no, he did a, he did exactly what he was supposed to do because you're not you know you don't ever want to win a debate and lose a soul. Uh, we mm-hmm. want to win souls, and mm-hmm. the uh, what he did was he kept using scripture. He just kept quoting scripture, scripture because scripture is what. You know, Scripture is what changed all our hearts and minds, mm-hmm. and Scripture is what will do it. Uh, what's very nice and beneficial about this topic area is it is Scripture, and mm-hmm. you can bring you can bring people to to the Scripture if they're coming close to you know. I think Christianity maybe, but you know, but science says this, and you know, we're mm-hmm. billions of years old, we evolved, and uh, how can I just square that with the Bible? And then you can bring them to passages that. Well, you know, here the Lord laid out thousands of years before we knew this, mm-hmm. like the theory of relativity. It wasn't until 1905. We mentioned that earlier. Albert mm-hmm. Einstein and his published theory of relativity. Uh, big thing there is that time is now a part of, uh, we recognize time as one of the dimensions of the physical dimension. Mm-hmm. Not known up until then. We all know about uh, length, width, and height, but that time is a fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. We also now know there's more than that, at least six more, and maybe even more than that, the mm-hmm. dimensions. Uh, some, one of our favorite hymns of all time, Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. How, does that, how does that phrase go? How does that stanza go? 
when we've been there in heaven 10,000 years, right, mm -hmm. shining as the sun. Um, in the 17, 1600s, what did we think? And even now, most people, what do we think about time and eternity, a place where we have lots of time? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? We don't have lots of time. There is no time. Uh, why does God say, why does Jesus say, why does God say from the burning bush, who sh you know, when Moses asked, who are you? What did God say? I, I am. am. Mm -hmm. Not I was, not I will be, I am. He's mm -hmm. always in the present. There is no time. He is. Mm -hmm. and, and when we're in eternity, we will be like that. It mm -hmm. will be timeless. Not a lot of time. Just You will just be in a state of perpetual bliss, perpetual happiness, perpetual with Jesus. You will be. Mm. It'll be very cool. Now, we didn't know that. And so even some of our greatest, great, our greatest hymn, you know, still mm. thought of eternity as lots of time. Yeah. And, and now, was it true? Uh, I think I've heard this for many, many years that uh, Albert Einstein said the more he learned about science, the more he believed in God. I believe that that is absolutely correct about Albert Einstein. That is very true. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but listen, we have to take a quick break here, and uh, we will be right back, folks. And if you're just joining us, we have uh, my good friend Russ uh, Jacafe, uh, and Russ is a scientist and uh, a real scientist, not like a Bill Nye the science guy. Okay, a real scientist. Now, Russ, you don't have your white jacket on today, but I take your word for it. All right, we, we will be right back, folks. A man. And his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. program Virginia your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother Craig coming back at you live here on Virginia's 
Big Dog Radio program as we listen to a little bit of Aretha Franklin, the first lady of soul, talking about freedom. And uh, we have my good friend Russ Jacafay with us. And uh, before we get back, I have one real quick announcement. Uh, Brad Huddleston, who uh, at the uh, is is one of my fellow advisors over at the Virginia Christian Alliance. Uh, Brad has a program coming up this Thursday that you may be interested in, and it's called Digital Cocaine: A Journey Towards Eye Balance. Digital cocaine, a journey towards eye balance. And uh, and that's November 9th, which is this Thursday. And the program is at Bon Air Baptist Church, which is at 2531 Buford Road. And uh, mark your calendars for that. And uh, with that announcement, and we'll give that announcement again prior to the end of today's program. And uh, we're going to welcome back my good friend, uh, Russ, who's actually in studio here. And, uh, you know, Russ, I am a wordsmith, okay? Or let's, let me correct that. I aspire to be a wordsmith, okay? No. I, <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Okay, okay. But, you know, words mean things. They do. Yeah, and uh, and so I like to be as precise as I can, and uh, you know, and, and I pray that God always blesses me to be accurate in in the things that I say. And it, you know, we try to um, have fun and make it interesting, but it at at the root of it, there has to be accuracy, and words have to mean what they mean. And if we can dig deep into well, say in English, and, and we were just talking over the break about the Bible, uh, you have the Hebrew, you have the Greek, and then you have the English, which is translated into, and quite often the word loses something in translation. And so you, uh, and right there in Genesis 1-1, you, you want to run with that? Uh, just, you know, in the beginning, God created is in English now, you take it from there. I'll take it from there. So in Genesis 1-1, right at the start, um, God plants, puts a little, uh, uses a word there that in Hebrew has a very, no, I'm, I'm by no means a Hebrew scholar myself. So again, mm -hmm. Bard, like you, I, I try to uh, dig into the meaning of words. Yes. And I, I'm, I'll be the first to say I'm no expert. Um, I do rely on other experts that have looked yeah, at this. as uh, do I. <laughs> yes. So uh, most of our translations we would read in English say, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The, uh, the original Hebrew word, if I say it almost correctly, is bara. It means to create out of nothing. So there was a time where there was nothing, at least that, as we can conceive of the, the physical state of beings, you know, things that have mass, have volume. And again, before the break, we mentioned time now uh, mm -hmm. is realized to be part of the physical dimension. So here again, there was a point, and there was a point where there was no physical universe. There was no time. And uh, again, right, right from the very first, God lets us uh, puts a little nugget in there that we didn't know that things were not always there. It was just assumed, and most people now would probably assume things have always been the way they are. Uh, things have always been there, but there was a point where there was not uh, anything there. Mm -hmm. God created out of nothing just by divine fiat, by yeah. by and His word, by His infinitely powerful word. And when when we create, we need something to start with. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, God just 
He did. Mm-hmm. He started with because he had the the power and the ability to do that. He started with nothing and created everything in the universe that we we see now, mm-hmm. which is another place we could launch off into, which we probably won't have time to. The fact that he did all the creating, and there's nothing. You know, everything that's been created is created now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that gets into laws of thermodynamics, which we will probably not get into this radio program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna make my head explode with all this. You know. Uh, cosmos uh, in the Greek. Now, so uh, so some other things that were just little nuggets the Holy Spirit put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, a few passages of Scripture uh, cre- that are all translated the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in John 17, 5, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory with which I have had with you before the world was. So, the uh, the... We're, we have in English the words the world, and in the Greek it is the word cosmos, cosmos, mm-hmm. which does speak of the physical world. Mm-hmm. So, again, which is a whole lot more than the earth. Which is a whole lot more than the earth. <laughs> the cosmos. But the cosmos, but everything that's physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I love about Greek, uh, it has very specific words for very specific things. Uh, in our Bible study, we talked about all the different words that we have that the Greek uses for the word love. That in mm-hmm. English we just translate love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my wife. Yeah. I love hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't have a different word, but you right. know, there. Uh, actually, I, I believe the Greek has uh, seven different words. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible uses, I think, uh, four of those: mm-hmm. uh, eros, phileo, storge, and agape. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so. But for this. Uh, phrase that is translated in the Bible a few different t- places as the world, mm-hmm. there are different Greek words that have different meanings. We, mm-hmm. You'll see in the English Bible the word the world. Mm-hmm. So in John 17, 5, that word is cosmos, and it means the physical world. And now Second Timothy. So in Second Timothy, we have, uh, if I can quote that quickly, who have saved us and called us with, an, with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in, in, a, in Christ Jesus before, and here's that phrase again, the world began. Now, uh, the Greek word in this case is the word chronos, and uh, most of us will recognize, you know, chronogram, uh, chronos means time. So mm-hmm. right here, uh, what the English translates as is the world, the original Greek spoke mm-hmm. of time before there was time. So once again, right. Um, uh, the Apostle Paul, in about A.D. 55 or so, or, you know, around that time frame, was telling us long before Albert Einstein, there was a time when there was no time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, um, and it's just, it's amazing when you really uh, dig deep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing the things uh, that you find, you know. And now, um well, we have we're, we're three minutes to the top of the uh, news hour. So, what are we going to do with these last three minutes, Russ? Is we're just going to let you run uh, and, and and get your final thoughts out and, and wrap this up in a nice bow uh, for our listening audience. So, what I would so again, what I'd like to stress is, I mean, I love science and I love and I love the Bible, and I love the Bible more and more as I read it more and more, and I, and I give all the credit to the, to the Lord, our Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit for just putting that in me, and the privilege of taking me from a place where, you know, I 
I always loved science. Right mm-hmm. from an early age, I was the one that always, oh yeah, he's he loves science. He's going to probably do something with science, and I actually ended up doing that to a, <laughs> a you know, and to a point where I, I didn't believe, you know, I believed in evolution. I believed in all the things only because I was taught that, mm-hmm. and by people that I respected, mm-hmm. and. And now, Russ, are we, we're not saying that there is no such thing as evolution as far as in the short term. No, there's a difference between microevolution and the macroevolution. Right. Obviously, within, you know, within uh, uh, the evolutionary scheme of things, mm-hmm. like even now, uh, um, we have a lot of different breeds of dogs, which right. even, even, uh, even Christians and atheists will agree all started from some pre-ancestral, you know, wolf-like. Wolf. Yeah. Yes, or corn was a big, tall grass and... Yes, we kind of helped the corn along so we could eat it. But where we (laughs) part company with, yes, that is true. Yeah. Where we part company with our friends that believe in evolution, macroevolution is we don't believe that things uh, evolved, have actually changed, that species, different species evolved Mm -hmm. from uh, a single, a single ancestor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, final 30 seconds, final thought, Russ. Final thought is it's it's really the scripture that will save souls and, and win hearts. And it's not the arguments per se. The, this is okay. just, these are just tools mm-hmm. that we can use in that arsenal that the Lord has given us. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.